We caught back up with Katie today who was going to go out on a date with her ex-boyfriend who cheated on her over the weekend and found out how that whole thing went. We also found out uh, who's been hiding what from their parents. Oh, yeah, that's right. The secret that you kept from your parents. And I feel that my parents owe me a thank you <laughs> after <laughs> yeah. talking to some of y'all. Yeah, for real. And uh, I don't know what else we talked about. Mike today. Bryant swang like, through. That was always swung. good. Yeah, but uh, sure. I mean, we got plenty to get to. Absolutely. You're going to hear it all right now on the podcast. Kelly and Wood. On Fridays, we do something called Why Should We Talk To You on Monday, and it's when someone has something big going on over the weekend, so we all get to be a part of it. And we talked to Katie on Friday, and I just grabbed like a 40-second clip so everybody could kind of be up to speed mm-hmm. as to why we're going to talk to her in a couple of seconds here. But this is why we originally talked to Katie on Friday. So my ex-boyfriend, he's like the one relationship I've kept on a pedestal even though he completely cheated on me and disgraced me and like oh I I was like we're done you know but you know as time goes on I guess I keep forgetting about the bad stuff and keep remembering the good stuff and Mm -hmm. he asked me out again and this is like quite some time after we've broken up and he's he's saying that you know, his biggest regret is cheating on me, and can I please, like, let him take me out again? So I, I think I'm going to go out with him. Whoops, I guess I should turn our mics back mm-hmm. on. Uh, so that's going to go, that was going to go on over the weekend, and possibly. So we're going to talk to her right after we hear from Lainey Wilson, and we're going to see, did she go out on the date over the weekend, and did it turn out okay? How do you think it went? I don't know, man. I've I've always said this. Once you cheat, the relationship is different after that. There's no getting it back to as good as it was. So I don't know. To me, this one felt like, oftentimes we have people like reach out that just want some sort of validation of what they're already going to do. Right. 100%. So we'll see. Kelly and Wood. When we talked to Katie on Friday, she was going to go out with an ex-boyfriend uh, six months ago, found out he was cheating on her, but they had been out for nine months. She always held this relationship up on a pedestal, was willing to give him another shot. Well, they went out over the weekend, and we have Katie back on the phone with us right now. Katie, welcome back. Uh, first of all, did you go on the date? Hi, guys. Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. And? It went really well. It was it was really, really good. Okay. Hmm. It was just like old times. Um, plus, I have a little bit of, of a revenge bod right now. So. Oh, nice. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. Right. So, did the topic of what he did to you, did it come up? You know, I didn't want to be a wet blanket, especially on the first date. I kind of just wanted to have a good time. So, no, it didn't. I think that if things move forward, we'll definitely have to, like, talk about it and set some boundaries and stuff. But, like, it was just like old times, and we just, like, kind of fell right back into it. And it reminded me how comfortable and good things were. Now, okay. can I ask you a question? Are you are you about to pick up this relationship, like, at the nine-month mark? Or are you pretty much going to say, hey, we're starting over. You know, this is a fresh start for everybody. Are you just going straight back to it? I don't think that you can erase the time spent because I think you're already so familiar. So I think that it it's definitely escalated, you know, it's heightened. And, um, and so, no, I don't think we're starting from scratch. Okay. okay. Now, did he ever meet your family? He did, yeah. And I met his. 
Okay, did, did, what do your parents think? Your, your siblings? Do you have any brothers or sisters or mom, dad in the picture? I like, do. What do they I think? I do, and you know, I definitely I haven't told them yet, but I know that they're going to be cautious. And that's the thing. Like they say, never talk badly about your partner to your mom because if you guys make up, she's always going to remember. Yeah. And so there's going to be a little bit of that, but you know, I just think that if he can be honest, I just don't want to like torture him for the past. And it's hard not to, you know, but if I decide to move forward, it means that it, it needs to be a fresh start and I can't, you know, blame him for things that happened if, if I decided to move on. And that's what I'm going to say. And I'm going to go see my therapist too and see what he says. <laughs> it's never a bad thing. <laughs> it sounds like you're a hundred percent in here. I, I feel it. I do. I feel kind of foolish, but. I have to believe, man. Because it's not easy out there in the dating world, let me tell you. There's a lot of frogs. We say, man, the heart wants what the heart wants. That's right. And it's it's really yeah. hard. So Other things want it, too. <laughs> well, what we would like to do, Katie, is we would like to call you in, I don't know, a month or something and just sure. see. Because you're going to start dating now. That's official. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'd love to okay. check back. We'd love to check back in with you, say like in a month or so, and just see how did this whole thing go? How did it all play out? Oh, absolutely! And if there's a giant whipped cream pie at the end, I will definitely let you guys know. Yeah. It's all well, over my face. And you and you have our contact information. So if anything happens before yeah. we reach out to you, reach back to us, and and we'll find out. Because these are the kind of things that everybody listening right now is is pulling for you and wants the best for you. And it's just and so we like to call and check and see what happened. Oh, 100%. I'll keep in touch, you guys. Thank you so much. Whoops. I hit the wrong button. Oh, there, there you go. <laughs> anyway, I meant to hang up the phone. And All right, so thank you, Katie, for being on with us this morning. Mm-hmm. This is the button I meant to hit. Coming up in minutes with Kelly and Wood. How do you think that's going to go? I don't know, man. She's not on, right? Like, No, she, she's yeah. done. Uh, here's the thing. I don't. I don't subscribe to the once a cheater, always a cheater thing. I don't because I've seen it. Not. I've seen it change. But I do know this: once you've cheated, the relationship is never the same. That's why I don't. I. I don't see it working out. I, I got, if we're being honest, I don't know. Maybe they took a step away. They maybe grew a little bit. Could be. I hope. She sounds like she's pretty smitten. Well, put it on our calendars, and we'll find out in about a month or so. I'll see what I can do. Kelly and Wood. The big bag of questions. Yes, sir. Should I pick a number? Yes, sir. One through 122 I have here. 58. 58, okay. Uh, ooh, very good question. This actually came in from Candice. She said, what is a secret that you have never told your parents? Oh, gosh, that's a tough one for me. Now, by the way, this would be a good one to have people chime in because we don't have so long, you know, we don't have as many... To kick back and forth. Right. Well, yeah. Text us in if you got one of these or give us a call right now. 320-656-9453. And uh, I think the biggest secret I ever kept from my parents and never... See, the thing is, my parents weren't that involved in my life, so I didn't really need to lie about a whole lot. Because you were moving in secret anyway. Right. They didn't care what I was doing. But I would say probably the biggest lie I told my parents is... Like when I was 16 dating a girl, I would say I was going to like spend the night at a friend's house. And, like, if her parents were out of town, I'd spend the night at her house mm. at 16. Oh, my God. My daughter is only like, oh, my God, she might be listening right now, too. <laughs> Wait, what time do my kids go to school? Shoot. Oh, looks like you're, uh, maybe your kids are moving in secret, too. Presley, that never happened. No. Never happened. Your dad has walked the line his entire life. That's right. Dang it. I got to look at the time when we do these types of things. Now, see, on the flip side of it, 
I'm very open with my parents. Yes. And I'm not nearly as smart as I thought I truly <laughs> right. was. Well, your parents are probably a lot smarter than you gave them credit for as well. And I love my mom and dad, yeah. but I, I'm very upfront. Like, my mom was telling me a story last night that was stupid. And mm. I just interrupted her. I said, hey, stop talking. I don't care about this story. That's super respectful, Give too. Give me something better. Well, bring me that's, something better. That's super respectful to talk to your mom like that. I have that kind of relationship with my parents where I can be open and honest. Yes. So I can't think of anything. I guess there was the once with the where I was trying to break into my own home. Yeah. And my mom saw the screens, asked me. I lied to her. She was going to call 911. There was the other time my dad did catch me sneaking into the house. I broke in through a window. Yeah. And I was coming through. Boom. <laughs> I look up. Now I got stuck. Right? Because I kind of got stuck coming through my window between the couch and everything, and I got stuck, and apparently was making a bit of a racket. (laughs) And I look up, there's my dad in his whitey tighties, asked me what the hell was the matter with me, and I didn't have a really good answer. And by the way, he left me. well, Well, didn't you deserve it? Help me out. <laughs> I'm just saying. Build me up, Papa. If I caught my kids doing it. But I think our parents probably, like, we look back at these secrets. Like, my, our parents probably knew. Like, skipping school. Mm-hmm. You know, that was always a big one. But I'm sure my mom knew that we were skipping school. I remember one time I skipped school with a childhood friend of mine. His name was Adam. I think we were, like, maybe in the sixth grade at the time. And my mom came home while we were skipping school. Ooh. So I tried to I tried to hang, like, downstairs in the basement and she, like, found out I was home with a friend. Oh, my God, she was mad. Did she whoop on you? No, she never really did that. I actually don't even know what she did. I, mm-hmm. I don't think my... I mean, my mom did whoop on me, but not that particular time. Now, my... I got caught skipping... I, I skipped school for a week straight once. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> and the school called my dad direct... Because I was writing fake notes. And she, the school called my dad. And my dad pulled me aside. Right. And he said, I'm not going to tell your mother about this, but don't ever put me in the position to lie for you. Because my dad covered for me. Wow. Yeah, which was a solid. That's it, incredible. Not many dads would do that. Smacked me upside the head. And I I knew it at that point in time I had to get back. Now, I'm sure as, I, as soon as I walked out, he said, I'm not going to tell your mom. He wanted to turn around and told my mom. Right. But yeah, sometimes, you know. Well, let's take some calls and texts on this. People are texting in. We got a few people sitting on hold. What's up? What's a secret that you kept from your parents? Um, when I, My parents think that I was like a really good innocent i don't know kid and i never broke the rules and when i was like 16 um i stole some money from my dad's wallet and snuck out to go to um a hookah bar with friends whoa how much did you steal it was only like 20 bucks okay yeah, 20 bucks he probably didn't know. Probably you know? not. Because that's just like, dang it, where did I put that yeah. 20 I had? Or did I buy something I don't remember? That's a, If you're ever going to steal from your parents, that's a good amount to steal is 20 bucks. But still, what heartbreaks me? There's that yeah. dad thing and his daughter's all good. <laughs> She's out there in a hookah bar. Hey, you, and you're talking to two guys who have daughters. So th- <laughs> this is t- yeah, this is terrifying for us. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not saying your daughters are going to do it, but I'm also not saying they're not going to do it. Watch yourself. Um, I, she's, a, she's a sweetheart. Yeah, watch <laughs> it. Now you're treading on some st- st- hollowed ground. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for the call, though. All no, right. Not my Murph. <laughs> Let's keep the calls. Let's keep the text coming. Let us know what is a secret that you kept from your parents to this day. Kelly and Wood. We're talking about the secret you kept from your parents and still have never told them to this day. It was making me think back to the first time I ever drank. And I remember my mom knew something was wrong with me the next day. Because, mm-hmm. of course, the first time you drink, 
it doesn't ever end well. No. And I'll never forget that trying to hide it from my mom. And I was just on the ropes all day long. And I never told her, though, but I just think she knew. My dad knew that I stole a 12-pack of his Milwaukee's Best out of the garage. But he knew the punishment would fit the crime on that? Because it, <laughs> it was in Georgia, so it would get hot during the day and then cold at night. Oh, that must have been just gunk water. I, I, dude, I took that 12-pack out there. Everyone thought I was the coolest dude around. Yeah. Every person who had a beer threw up in like 15 minutes. That's probably why my dad drank the cheapest beer on earth, Cold Spring. There was no way that we were stealing that stuff. Because my dad asked me about it like a week or two later. He's like, hey, yeah. did you steal that beer? And I was like, no. He knew. He knew, and he knew that I had suffered a fate worse than any sort of grounding. Well, we got calls and texts coming in, people sharing the secret that they kept from their parents. And I'm going to keep names out of it. I want to, you know, in case maybe your mom is listening. Who knows? Uh, How about this? We had seven people crammed inside of my car. Uh, Someone else was driving because I had had a few, many two to drink, and I was sitting between two middle seats. We came up to a stop sign. I yelled, stop. I tried to break with my foot, even though I kicked the glass and shattered it. <laughs> my mom didn't believe me. She says, if you want to tell your dad that story, go ahead. Be She's, my guest. Apparently, she told him that it happened at a party outside of her apartment. Right. Nah, no. I remember, I remember one time we came back from vacation and the back window of our car was busted out. This is when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And my brother, Michael, was like, I don't know how it happened. I don't know. It turns out one of his friends had thrown a bottle through the back of my mom's car window. Oh! And my brother just lied and lied and lied. And I don't know if, they, if the truth ever came out. It just came out now, possibly. What kind of ragers are you throwing? I don't know. I wasn't there. How about this one? When I was little, I was throwing a temper tantrum, and I threw a trophy against my wall. It put a hole in my wall. I was scared to death to tell my parents, so I put a Vikings bumper sticker over the hole. <laughs> It's still there to this day, 20 years later. That's a load-bearing sticker now. (laughs) You can't even take that off at this point in time. Uh, Another text message, keeping names out of it. My dog ate a whole pot cookie I left out once. My mom thought the neighbors were trying to poison our dog by throwing something in a Ziploc bag over the fence. The dog was falling over and fainting. <laughs> the dog wasn't poisoned. He just stole my Friday night. Well, that'll happen. That happened in your household. Well, but that was my parents. Right. <laughs> my dog, my mom and dad's dog ate my dad's pot brownie and was stoned for three days. Did we get any more texts? Uh, that's about it. Yeah. Okay. I'm right, keeping well, names out of it. Yeah, we got someone sitting on hold wants to share something. Now, what did you do? What's the secret you kept? So, I am the oldest of three, and my brother, historically... Um, is the middle child, and has acted in such a manner that he always got in trouble. Like, he was consistently grounded from elementary school to high school. Like, he always was in trouble for silly things. Uh, He once got uh, suspended from school because he was on the roof with vacuums. Like, the kids just attracted trouble. (laughs) Sounds like a helpful hang. (laughs) I I don't know what they were doing with the vacuums, but either way, my brother was a popular kid, and I was not. So, we are two years apart. So, we went to the same high school and middle school and elementary school, all of that. Had the same teachers. So, I discovered the joy of skipping school. Um, and the school would call and leave a voicemail going, uh, you know, back in the day, leave a voicemail going, one of your children missed history class or missed English or didn't attend. Uh-oh. So, the assumption was always, it was my brother. So he would consistently get grounded for skipping, but it was really me. But I figured no harm, no foul, because he was already in trouble all the time anyway. 
Dang. Maybe he's in trouble because you're throwing him under the bus right. for crimes he didn't commit. <laughs> he's just confused, wondering what's, why he's getting in trouble all the time. Man. Do you remember Do you remember speaking of that phone call? Do you remember trying to get home to get the phone before your parents got it? Rookie move. Take it off the hook. Well, wouldn't your parents no, notice the phone is off the hook? They said, oh, it actually got knocked off, but then they, they're going to make a phone call. Boom. Then you just hang up. They can make the phone call. Hang it back. As soon as they're done, dang, I wish I would have known you in, in high school. Trust me, I skipped a lot of school, but I, hey, if I got caught on it, I took my time. <laughs> Kelly and Wood. Minute to win it, and we're kicking it old school because there is no Brian Riley in with us today. But we're going to do it old school, Kelly and Wood style. That's right. Now we're going to throw out a topic. Now, the hard part about Minute to Win It is you have to be the last one to throw out your answer before the buzzer goes off to win. Yeah, you could say 150 answers, but if you don't get the last one in, you don't win. Right. And what are we doing today for today's topic in Minute to Win It? Let's go with, uh, here's one, from Mary Beth. She sent this in. States in the United States of America. Okay. The gold U.S. of A. See, now this is going to be tough because... You would think we'd be able to name all 50. I would, oh, boy. That's gonna be, that part's going to be tough, but it's also going to be tough when we get close to the end, mm-hmm. trying to save that last one. Right. All right, let's do it. Are you ready for Minute to Win It? Start it. Iowa. Minnesota. North Dakota. All right, South Dakota. Wyoming. I'm actually going to start on the east side here, all right? Say an answer. So I'm going to go to Maine. Okay. New Hampshire. Massachusetts. Why are you... Oh, because you don't... So I'm, Pe- I'm, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I'm starting to eat these up for Pennsylvania. you. Pennsylvania. New York. New Jersey. Pennsylvania. Oh, North Carolina. South Carolina. Michigan. Ugh. Florida. Delaware. Oh, that's a deep... Guy. I skipped Rhode Island. Oh, Rhode Island. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's fine. Wisconsin. Did you say Florida already? I did. Georgia. New Mexico. Alabama, Mississippi. Nevada. Louisiana. Arizona. Did you say Texas? No, I didn't. Kentucky. Kentucky. Tennessee. Tennessee. I'm saving one for the last second. Georgia. No, we already said Georgia. Oh, you did? Yeah. California. California is an easy one. Nevada. Oregon. Missouri. Washington. (laughs) I got it. I didn't have the buzzer in. I lost all impact on that one. I got it, though, right? Yes. I said Washington, and then... Man, I had Missouri Ooh. in the holster. Oh, that was a good one, too. Show I was, me. I wasn't thinking about Missouri. No. It, but that's the thing. You don't know exactly when that clock is going to end. Dang. Oh, that's the first time I've ever won Minute to Win It. It feels like, good, doesn't like, it? It does feel. This is what victory tastes like. I love it. <laughs> Kelly and Wood. I was given a ticket, but I swear it wasn't mine. That's what we have up today in Better Call Brian as we are joined by Mike Bryant from the law offices of Bradshaw and Bryant. Now, I'm sure a lot of your first meetings with people start off with that. I swear this wasn't mine. (laughs) Uh, But this person, uh, they were traveling out of state for work and they were driving a rental car. Somehow or other, they were pulled over. The cop did a search of the car and found... um, Drug paraphernalia underneath one of the seats. Jeez. Now, this person got a ticket for it, and it's just, I guess it was just a ticket on the side of the road. And his work understands he's not in any trouble for it, but he says, Is this something worth hiring a lawyer for? Because it was a rental car, it wasn't mine. It sounds like somebody just didn't clean it out, and now he's on the hook for this ticket. But, you know, ticket versus a lawyer. 
what in your estimation, what yeah. should this guy do? I mean, if it's clearly not his and clearly there's an issue about it, it's it's usually better to get your record clean mm-hmm. and at least talk to a lawyer about your rights. Since it's another state, it's real tough to say, you know, how big of a penalty it is. I mean, you have pot in the car in Iowa, you can end up in jail. They'll throw you in jail. Wow. And so, uh, you know, the, it, it just different states handle these things different ways. Some states don't really care. Um, it, it's interesting that that the pipe was supposedly under a seat. I'd want to know what seat it was under because whether or not um, it, it was – if it was in under, like, the passenger seat or under a seat in back, then you have an argument that the driver couldn't even reach it. Mm-hmm. So the question is whether or not it was the illegal search to begin with. Um, and so there's factors about the search. There's factors about the reason for the stop. There's factors about the rent-a-car. There's all sorts of issues there. So you have issues. And what, what's horrible is when you have somebody who comes in that, I don't know, uh, you know, did something big. And they come in, and one of the things that's hanging them up is this old thing that's on their record <laughs> that they could have cleaned up. Sure. You know, or what we'll get is uh, a good example is we'll get people come in, they're going 190 or whatever speed, and then they have a prior uh, speeding ticket that was like 55 in a, in, a, in a 45 or something. And you might have been able to do something to keep it off the record, but because that's there, you can't do anything with the new one. Oh. and so Or as much with the new one. So it's, it's usually worth at least talking to somebody and yeah. say, you know, what can I do? And if you decide it's not financially worth it, then you make that decision. But I would at least find out there's enough there that I'd find out what the what the basis was. Well, especially if, you know, yeah, this boss doesn't care about it, but if you ever want to go get another job or something right. like that, that could be a true. hang-up. Yep, you know? true. Yep. W- would that be with alcohol, too? Like, say somebody had an open bottle of vodka in the car under the passenger seat, though. Could you say, well, I couldn't even reach it, so technically it wasn't an open bottle? Well, there's other factors there with open bottle. I mean, if okay. they're pulling you over because they think you're drunk. Right, or if you stink of booze. Yeah, or if you okay. stink of booze, or if the car smells of pot, there's right. some other reasons okay. why, I see what you're you saying. know, as far as it goes. And they're trying to make sure they get evidence. But but sometimes you can get things excluded. Uh, you know, I've had cases where I've had things excluded because of police officer went too far in the initial search okay it's got to be what's open and obvious or reachable by the by the driver um for an initial search without them impounding if they impound it then they're able to rip the thing to pieces Mm. wow all right. I'll tell you what, the next time I rent a car, I'm checking under all seats. <laughs> yeah. Twice. I wonder sure. whose pipe that was or whose one or whatever the heck it was. Yeah. Well, probably the guy before him was like, oh, man, <laughs> but you can't call. Well, you know? That's what we got to the bottom of another one today with Mike Bryant from the law offices of Bradshaw and Bryant. And better call Bryant. We'll do it again next Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. Well, maybe I should clarify that a little bit. What if I were to tell you, where does 50 to 85% of our oxygen come from? You would think what? I said trees. The rainforest. People always say that's the lungs of the earth, right? That's trees. Right. Yeah. Well, you're wrong. 50 to 85% of the oxygen on Earth's, in Earth's atmosphere is generated by a little marine plants called phytoplankton. Phytoplankton generate 50 to 85% of the air that we breathe on this planet. Those little things whales eat? Yeah, well, I don't know if it's the same one. Phytoplankton, yeah. I mean, plankton, yeah. But that's why they do this. That's why we have to take care of our oceans. Because uh, they create so much... Are you much sure o- they're in the ocean? Yes, dude. Okay. Well, it just makes... That doesn't make much sense that it's in the water. 
Well, it's in the water, and then they, you know, they make oxygen. The oxygen bubbles to the top and comes out of the water. It's it's a completely okay just to say you don't know. I, I do know. I researched this. Okay. And they they make oxygen that then comes out of the oceans, and we get to breathe it, which is crazy to think that trees only provide 50 to 15% of the Earth's oxygen. 50 to 15? (laughs) 15 to 15. Well, because no, no, the reason why I'm saying that is if 50 to 85% of the oxygen is generated by phytoplankton, that means 15 to 50%. Is from trees. <laughs> that math checks out. Yeah, I don't know in that order. It was, just, it was but... phrased weird. It was just phrased, yeah. phrased weird. But the the math checks out mm-hmm. on that. But I find that pretty interesting because you don't ever think about that. No, that we're getting oxygen out of the oceans. Yeah, I mean, you know, they don't get figured out, right? I, I hope. I think so. I feel like Mother Nature is pretty strong, and it always gets itself right. You know what I mean? Amazingly, it always corrects itself. We always think we're so important in things, and then Mother Nature just comes through and just like, I got this. See you later. I can figure this out myself because I got the phytoplankton doing right. whatever it Cranking is. Cranking out 15 to 50% of the Earth's a- atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really do find that interesting, though. And that's why I bring these things to the table because sometimes only I find it interesting. And I honestly, I knew that phytoplankton made up some of the Earth's oh, oxygen. Yeah. I had no idea what they were until I still don't know what they are. I watch a lot of documentaries, though, about Earth and space and all that stuff. And plankton. Right. You don't watch that kind of stuff. Because aren't they, what, they, they kind of look like shrimp, right? A little bit. I think they're kind of smaller than shrimp, though. And there's trillions of them in the ocean. Well, 15 to 50% of the <laughs> a- No, 50 to 85% of the Earth's oxygen. No, the Earth's atmosphere. <laughs> of the oxygen in Earth's atmosphere. I find this interesting. I don't care if you do or not. It doesn't matter to me. I I, I find the Earth to be pretty amazing. If you if you if we're being honest here, and I'll have another one for you tomorrow. I don't know how many facts I have. I don't know if it'll even be true, but I'm gonna find it interesting. <laughs> and sometimes would. <laughs> All right, we got your trash flash on the way in just a couple of minutes. But what what would you think the hardest part of a long distance relationship would be? Just that lack of, you know, connection. Right, physical connection. And yeah. I don't even mean in a dirty way. I'm no. just saying sitting next to each other on a couch, maybe even just kissing. Mm-hmm. Right? Who doesn't like a good makeout session? As we know, you love them. I love a good makeout mm-hmm. session. I miss it. Well, anyway, there's a Chinese company that is looking to solve this problem because they have created <laughs> the remote kissing lips. Nope. Now, this is, uh, according to the developers, these are warm, movable silicone lips. Nope. That si- Let me finish, please. I don't interrupt your stories. That simulate a real kiss through movement, pressure, and the temperature of the user's lips. It can convey kissing sounds in addition to the feel of a real kiss. How does it work? You plug it into your phone, into the charging port on your phone, and then you have these lips. And so then you and your partner can have a makeout session. No matter how far apart you are, you can just go ahead and give her a, give her a smooch. Nope. Nope. <laughs> The thing is, I, I know we know what the thing is. What? No, I'm saying. Do you want to see a picture of them? Uh, Here, I can pivot my screen real quick. You can see a picture. That's, what that's disgusting. Is. 
<laughs> Wasn't this on Big... Like, didn't Big Bang Theory, like, invent something like this? I don't know. Big Bang Theory is the dumbest show ever on television. Eh, from the know. guy who's telling me to kiss up, make out with my phone. I'm not saying that. But the, the person who developed the device was in a long-distance relationship and was like... Lonely fella. And was like, I, you know, I miss my woman, mm-hmm. and I want to have a make-out session. I'm going to come up with warm, soft... Silicone lips that can even make a kissing sound. You know what? No. We've gone too far. I'd say, what did I? What yeah, I? I am fully in your camp now. Technology's gone too far. I've always said in 2009 we should have stopped with technology. We had everything we needed in 2009. It didn't need to keep going. It's disgusting. And look where we are today. Chinese kissing device to mimic real kissing. You know, them robots can step it up now, anytime now. <laughs> China, drop the bomb, whatever it is. We've gone too far. I don't know. I think this is a good idea. Of I course really, you do. I really do. For for those long as as the world grows, well, there's gonna be more and more long distance relationships. Get on a plane. <laughs> Get on a plane. Speaking of that, I have no idea how much these things cost, but you know what is any price too high to pay? Yeah, for the love for your lover's kiss. All right, coming up. <laughs> Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We're going to give it a trashy score and put it up on that trashy scale in the trash flag. We're headed to Florida. Yeah. No. Oh, how dare snap. I? Snap. Apologize. Pennsylvania. The old bait and switch. Mm-hmm. PA trash. Quaker trash. You went over this last week. I know. I don't like Quaker trash. Well, the Quakers did nothing to you after all. Right. Well, we have a nice lady here, and she gave someone a ride home from the bar. The person was too intoxicated, and she said, please, jump in my car. I'll give you a lift home. No points awarded yet. That's responsible. Absolutely. Goes ahead and drops this gentleman off at his apartment and continues home. Problem starts off the next morning when she wakes up, checks her purse, and sure enough... Her debit card is missing. Well, she looks high and low, and then all of a sudden she thinks, no, not that guy. Not the guy I pulled the Good Samaritan move on. You would think. So she calls your bank, and the bank says, well, sorry, the card's already been used to purchase some stuff at the local beer and tobacco store. Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't there. So then she calls 911. When authorities showed up at the beer and tobacco store, sure enough, they pulled a couple receipts. The phone or the uh, card had already been used to purchase a iPhone 6s and a beer and alcohol or beer and tobacco. Store? I'm assuming it was one of those uh, pay as you go phones. Oh, okay. Also, a pack of smokes and some brew. Hey. So they got the receipts, and the receipts were signed thief. <laughs> Nuh-uh. absolutely. Heck no. Well, as you think, maybe the authorities thought maybe the trail had gone cold, but the problem is when you buy an iPhone, you got to go ahead and link it up to your account, and this one, sure enough, had. And it had been hooked up to the account for Mark Lattimore. Well, they went up and pulled up his information. The woman said, yeah, that's the guy I gave a ride home to last night. Well, then they showed up at old Marcus's house, and they opened up, and Mark said, hey, how'd you guys know? (laughs) Sure enough, he had the phone and all sorts of stuff in his possession, including the stolen debit card that he had taken out of the woman's purse that was sitting inside the car the night previous. That's messed up, man, because now here's someone who is doing a good deed. Right. Who will now think twice about ever doing a good deed again. Just garbage, man. This is not a victimless crime by any stretch of the imagination. He was taken to jail. By the way, they also found another phone that was stolen inside his house as well as... The marijuana. All right. Well, let's give this one a score, shall we? Mm-hmm. 
Um, getting a ride home from the bar. Now, was he really even drunk, though? We don't know. Maybe that was all an act. A ruse, if you will. Right. So he could kind of slump over in the seat and dig around in her purse a little bit. What a... What a... I'm going to give that points. I, I bet you he was faking that he was drunk. I'm going to give it points. Steal. I'm going to give it just 125 because we can't be sure, though. Mm-hmm. Now, stealing the debit card of someone who gave you a ride home? Come on. Man, that's trashy. That's not. I'm going to score that high, 225 points. Agreed. That's one of the highest scores we've ever given out for a single act. I'm going to a uh, tobacco and liquor store to buy a phone. Hey, man, they got them for sale. <laughs> it feels trash. Seems a little off kilter. It feels but- a little trash. Okay, d- can I give it 125? Okay. Um, and citing the receipts thief. That's trash. Dude, that's just ignorant trash. That's right thumbing your no- that's thumbing your nose at the law. I'm going to give that 200 points. He was arrested. That's mm-hmm. 75 what else do we got here, Wood? Uh, he had the stuff still on him, and he also had another stolen phone. That seems trash. That's trash. Okay, I'll give it another 125 points on that. Okay, now we got ourselves a score. Are you ready, Wood? Come on. Today, our drunk gentleman getting a ride home from the bar, taking advantage of the driver, earns himself a whopping 850 points. Trash. Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our first break, our bonus track from 540 in the morning. And uh, I kind of... I was dishonest with my wife over the weekend to avoid having to go see Chapel Hard an hour away. I, I, I thought it was Chapel Hill. Either way. <laughs> Chapel City. Don't know if I'm not against you still. And uh, hashtag Team No Spill. Right. In my house. At you least. got it going on. All right. Well, that was all in our bonus track. I'm sure there was other stuff, too, but we'll discover it together. It's our first break from 540 in the morning. Kelly and Wood. I, I, couldn't, read, I couldn't read my own typing. Oh, your own <laughs> scribble? I typed that up kind of funny. I imagine you had like one of those uh, rap battles and you're pulling it out of your pocket. It's all I, typed I, up. I, 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 unraveling I, it. I'm ready to go. Hold on, Mr. Eminem, sir. Let's go. There's vomit on a sweater already. Ma spaghetti. I see some of those videos of rap battles and I just think to myself. No. I love a good rap battle, though. No. Sometimes I'll watch them to get hyped up for the show. Nope. I'll go back and watch like Eminem's rap battle from like 1993, and I'll be like, oh, man, I'm going to take it to the airwaves today. No. If I find myself in any situation where I'm either I, either in one, around <laughs> one, or even in the building of one, I've made a wrong turn. I told you that time I was one of the one times my brush with stardom when I was hanging out with Bubba Sparks that time. And we got about as drunk as two human beings should ever be. Good times. And he dropped me off at the house or the Uber, whatever it was. There wasn't even Uber at the time. The cab, whatever. And I went in the house and started writing battle raps. Yes, you did. And I called him up. And I was like, Bubba, check this out. And that was it. That was it for that blossoming yeah. friend. Did he steal it? I don't know. I, I haven't listened to every single Bubba Sparks song. So Probably should. If, if I hear, like, my name is Kelly, got a belly full of jelly. I'm like, hey, hey wait a second. That's, that's my word. I wrote those battle, those hot rhymes. And then go after him for songwriting. Speaking of performing, Wood, something happened over the weekend where, you know me, I try to fill my children's day up with as many things to do as possible so they're not just sitting on screens all day long. Which sounds absurdly exhausting. It is. 100% exhausting. You but I, literally leave here and go home and you're a cruise director. I know. I just, I don't want them sitting on screens all the time. So You're running around with a schedule in hand. Hey, kids. <laughs> Up next, shuffleboard. Macrame. Come on. <laughs> so we went out to the, on Saturday, we went out to the Mall of America because my son had a bunch of gift cards that he wanted to use up. I thought, nice. All right, that'll kill a day. You know what I mean? But we got the, do you know who Chapel Heart is? The group? Is it? A music group? Yes. I they, couldn't tell you. They were on America's Got Talent. They did. They were the ones who did like the Jolene, like the answer to Jolene that Dolly Parton tweeted back out. 
Okay. There were the three black ladies who sang country music and did, they did a phenomenal job. Oh, and they, they were actually, yeah, well, from what I heard, they were pretty talented. They so did were they great. Pre- were they performing at that rotunda? No, but they were at the rotunda. Okay. And so I told my wife, let's go get a picture with them. I was a huge fan of theirs mm-hmm. uh, when they were on America's Got Talent. I love America's Got Talent. It's good family viewing. So I get in line. They're like, well, you have to buy a CD first. I'm like, okay, cool. I, I was thinking. Ten ninety nine for a CD. Right, it's twenty five ninety nine. I'm gonna skip. I was like, okay, uh, picture isn't that important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I, you know what? I'm sure I'll catch them again sometime. But I'm gonna spin the wheel to see if I can win tickets. Are you gonna do the selfie with them way in the back? <laughs> Look at Chapel. Yeah. Well, I felt bad because there was like no one in line. But if you're making people buy a CD to take a picture with you, the line, especially a twenty five dollar CD, like where am I even gonna play this thing? Pretty significant, right? You know, that, that changes the dynamic of the day. So I was like, all right, well, we'll skip that. But I spin the wheel, and I win four tickets to go see him. Huzzah. And I was like, ah, shoot. At the Rotunda? <laughs> no, no, oh. no, no, no. I, if it was at the Rotunda, we would have stayed for the show. Because I'd want to see what they're going to do. It was at Mystic Lake Casino. which is a good hour away. You nope. know what I'm saying? Hey, you can give it to the person behind me. Pay and it my, forward. And my wife was guilty. me. Now, we got to the mall early. We got to the mall at like 10 o'clock in the morning. So by 2 o'clock in the afternoon, we're done. We're on our way home, right? We get home and my wife's like, let's go, let's all go see Chapel Heart. And I was like, ah, man, that's like an hour away. It was that same day, too. Yeah. Like, but I felt bad because there was going to be four empty seats. Well, there's going to be more than four empty seats. I'm about let's to say. If they're, if they're giving away four packs of tickets at the mall. Was it you, too? <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was not, sir. But my wife was tired. I said, you know what, babe? I, I didn't want to go at all. But I'm trying to be more supportive of my wife. You know, she lost her mom, her battle with cancer. I'm trying to be there. I'm trying to be more spontaneous, be more fun. Mm-hmm. But I did not feel like driving an hour to see Chapel Heart. So I was like, you know what? She was feeling kind of tired because she had a shot on Friday that kind of wears her out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So like, you know what, babe? Take a nap. And when you wake up, we'll get ready to go see Chapel Heart. She's like, be sure to wake me up, though, because I need time to get ready. I need this, that, and the other. I, I let her sleep. <laughs> I let her sleep. I was like, dude, I said to the kids, I said, look, you know your dad supports your mom in everything she does. And, and she wants more memories with the family, and I respect that. But I ain't driving an hour to see Chapel Heart. Yeah. I was like, this is one too many. So I didn't let her sleep so far that... You know, it was obvious that I let her sleep too long. Mm-hmm. I let her sleep just long enough that I knew she wouldn't have. She would start to question whether she had enough time to get ready or not. So what happened? And then I flat out lied to her too. I was like, I tried to wake you up like four times. You just kept falling back asleep. I just straight nice bold face lied right to her face. Yeah, but look, it was I was in survival mode at that time. But I felt bad because I'm trying to let her build more memories with the family because that's the kind of mode she's in. But those memories can't include Chapel Heart. And an hour drive to see him at that. I was about to say, so I'm assuming we didn't make it to the concert. We didn't make it to Chapel Heart. We didn't. <laughs> we did not. But did the kids want to go? No, nobody wanted to go. I don't even think my wife wanted to go. I think she was putting us to the test to see how far will we go for her. How how much do we love her? Will we go see Chapel Heart? I don't love anyone. That, I don't love myself that much. I would, I would just like, I, I was like, name two of their songs. Yeah. She was like, well, they got that Jolene song. And I was like, yep. And? And? Let's, let's, let's run another. Give me, the, give me the chorus of that Jolene song. Let's see what a big fan you are. I'd maybe watch them if they're on a street parade going literally down my street. Well, I thought they were going to be performing at the Rotunda. So I thought, okay, we'll hang out and we'll catch a Chapel Hill. Or mm-hmm. a Chapel Hill. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge fan. Whatever. <laughs> I'm a giant fan, dude. Love Chapel Heart. Oof.
But I just I felt bad because I kind of lied to my wife a little bit. But it, I was just like, come on, man. Did she know you were lying? No, and she won't. She's never once heard the podcast or listened to this radio right. show, so she won't know what the hell is going this on. This is your cone of safety, if you will. And I think the kids were kind of like, they had my back where it was like, all right, yeah, Dad, we don't want to go either. So what nightly, you know, what did the cruise director throw together instead of said concert? Well, we, we played, we went out to eat then. Okay. And, we, and we played some games. We played some uh, mm-hmm. some board games. Some game I can't remember the name of it. It's called like you got like eight cups, and you got to keep like moving <laughs> beans, <laughs> beans to the next cup. So Chapel Hill, <laughs> can we make it? Let's get to, let's get go get in that car, guys. <laughs> Golly. Well, either way, but I I just I don't want my kids on screens. But it's easy to always default to that. If they got nothing else to do. Well, but so like my my kid is doing like this, for lack of a better term, he calls it coding and he, he learns it in school and it's yes, it's on screens, but it's something like insanely educational almost like he's learning a skill that theoretically down the road could help him. No, I'm all for that. Yeah, but it always degrades into now they're watching TikTok videos. You well, know, see, like, I, and, like I've got some of that stuff blocked on his stuff. Like it starts as uh, like my daughter will be like, I'm going to learn new, a new song on my bass. And I'm like, OK, cool. And then it always degrades and she's watching some doofus on TikTok scream at a mailbox or I, I don't even know that that probably I bet you I bet you I could find that video out there I was gonna say there's probably a guy who does that right. on <laughs> TikTok got 10 million followers and he goes and screams at mailboxes if not if someone wants to pick that up run with the flag maybe we should <laughs> I bet dude I bet you this if you started making videos where all you did was open up a mailbox and scream into it I bet you 10,000 followers. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Blippy makes millions of dollars. Did, did, you, did your kids ever get in a shark puppet? No. That dude That dude had like... A, Maybe, I don't know. That dude had like 2 million followers, and all he did was wear like a shark rubber shark puppet on his hand, and would just like put squeeze cheese in his mouth and stuff like that. And that dude had like 1.8 million followers. My kids bought sweatshirts of his, for God's sake. No, you bought sweatshirts no, of his. they bought it with their own money. Like they, with money that they got for their birthday or Christmas, whatever, they wanted shark puppet shirts. You look back at some of the dumb stuff we like, though. Oh, 100. Dude, I am the king of dumb stuff. I had a ton of No Fear t-shirts. Right. Which let everybody know that saw me. You had no fear. I got no fear. <laughs> this dude's all business. Step huh? to me if you want. <laughs> Obviously, if you read on the back of my shirt, I didn't lose. I just ran out of time. No fear. I guarantee. I bet you had the Chevy peeing on Ford sticker in the back. Of I your, didn't. You didn't have that? No, but I did have the Big Johnson t-shirts <laughs> that I stole from my dad. Now, those are class. They are. And I, had, I went to school, and sure enough, Mr. Wood, you need to turn that shirt inside out. Why? Do we really? Yeah, I understand. <laughs> but but when I wore it, you're making a statement. I was the king of the halls, baby. We are Kelly and Wood, and we're ready to do it one more day of February, man. And it's spring as far as I'm concerned. I was about to say, last day, or last Monday in February. Right. I thought that was last Monday. Mm. For some reason, I thought February had 22 days. I don't know. I was a little bit off kilter. Not this time. No. <laughs> we're we're going to go all the way to 28 this month, and that's fine with me. And this is not a leap year, correct? I think it is a leap year. No, I think, it's I think, not. okay. Well, tomorrow's twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. Sure, whatever. Either way, <laughs> we got one more day of this godforsaken winter. Oh. As far as far as I'm concerned, because once March hits, yeah, we'll get some blizzards here and there. But shoot, yeah. Well, there's another cold snap like going through this evening. Fine, don't care. It's all temporary now. That's I'm, right. I got boating in my eyes, man. Oh my. The, by me, the the Mississippi River never froze up completely. 
So I'm going to be out. Mark my words. I will be out in May. First week of May on my boat. Watch. You watch. You sure about that? I don't know. Because I don't <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I was just thinking, I don't know if ice chunks will be floating down from further yeah. north. Then I'll have to be bobbing and weaving around in the old bluegill. And you know the bluegill, bluegill can't sustain another hit. No. She's already on her last leg. But I like how you stood by that a solid half a second. Well, because as I was thinking, I was like, okay, by me, the river isn't frozen. Mm-hmm. But north of me, it is. So I'm guessing, and I know how rivers work. And that's the way you'll go. There's a current mm-hmm. to the river, if you didn't know, and that will bring the ice towards me. That's the rumor. Right. Lewis and Clark wrote about right. it. So I'll be out there, mm-hmm. you know, so maybe no. But I, my, my earliest ever. Up here you will be. Right. I'm pointing at my head because this is go, radio. I may go sit at the boat launch and just, <laughs> just get ready. <laughs> Feet in the water. I remember when I was like 20 years old, I had bought a jet ski. And May 1st, I was out on the water. White Bear Lake I was out on. And Ooh. it was cold, Jack. Yeah. Because the ice, there was still little chunks of ice floating out there. I, I mean, very, say. very small, but they were out there. And uh, yeah, but I was, I, I was so excited to get out on the jet ski, I couldn't just wait. So go out there in the cold, man. Well, good for you, buddy. Yeah. I'm rooting for you. May 1st. Live life to the fullest, I say. We only get three weeks of boating weather, so. Now, I want to bring something to the table it's that nice. I've never spoken about. Before. All yours, my friend. And I am very protective of this fact. Okay. I believe I possess an ability that maybe a handful of other people on earth do. And that is? I honestly cannot remember the last time I have spilled anything. We're talking liquids? Yes. Chips? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm mainly re- referencing liquids. Okay. All right. Because my house is a house of constant spillage. Mm-hmm. My, well, you got two little kids. The hell with the kids. It's my wife. Oh. I love my wife to death. I hope so. But she spills things on a consistent basis. In fact, she spills stuff so much, I have created two teams in my home. Okay. Team spill, team no spill. Okay. And right now, team no spill has two people on it. Is she? How often is she spilling more than once a week? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember the last time I spilled. It's been months. Well, first of all, my wife, again, God love her. She puts up with a lot. She carries around drinks as if she is on day three of WeFest at all times. Right. At all times, she has some sort of drink in her hand. I don't know if it's coffee. It could be her water jug, alcohol, yeah. whatever. At all times, my wife has a drink either in her hand or nearby. Probably alcohol. Could be. Yeah. I tell you, if that's what the, if Mama needs that medicine to get through the day, I, I she would. Do. If I lived in your house, I would need it all the time, every day. Fine, but I mean, just don't spill. <laughs> and I and I hear it all the time. And you know, because she has her area in our TV room, I have mine. And all of a sudden, I'll just hear. You know, you everyone knows it's out. Just a clunk. <laughs> really, Shoot. really, Andrea. And, oh, uh, you know, and she runs off to get a towel and cleans it up and. Yeah, well, how'd you get her a sippy cup? I've gotten it. <laughs> and she is still somehow figuring out how to spill out of that thing. <laughs> she takes the lid off. And my children, God love them, have not gotten the gift of me. They spill things all the time. Just a steady hand. I, and it drives me nuts. I, I've tried to enact rules. No drinks outside the kitchen. Last a day. Well, that's not really living then. Two days later. Of course not, because they see mom toting around right. her camel package, you know. <laughs> camel and, package? Yeah, with that thing on her oh. back. The <laughs> mouth coming out. I was like, huh? <laughs> what? It drives me ass. So last night, we're, we're, we're trying to get ready for dinner in the kitchen. Yes. I'm trying to cook. Anders trying to put together a sauce. 
Right. She drops a bowl, and I'm not lying to you. This bowl broke into 627,000 pieces. That's what you want to happen. Well, you know, sometimes it'll break into two yep. or a million. Turn to dust. We went to a million. There's stuff. Every- Thank God I had the fish covered and I had the rice covered. Right. Otherwise, dinner's, dinner's fakakta. What was the good? Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Right. So I look over. And they're my Girl Scout cookies. I had stopped. Oh, no. So Brian Riley got like a host of Girl Scout cookies in here last week. Yeah. I've had an itching ever since. Right. I hit up my dealer over the weekend and got me a little something. Like, what you got? Now, you can call me a bad dad if you would like. I never would. I got the peanut butter ones so none of the kids can have them because of the allergies. It's being a bad dad. It's mine. And I don't have to hide them. I can leave them on the counter. Everybody knows. That's daddy's stash. Right. I look over, glass, all in my cookies. <laughs> oh, she did it on purpose then. I'm over, I'm throwing away the cookies. There's literally glass just all over this kitchen. And I kick everybody off team team no spill. Everybody's off. Even the kids weren't around. I'm like, boom. No longer team no spill. So Throw what, them off the team. You're you're all by yourself now? I, I but it's my gift. I don't think I have ever spilt anything in my life. I'm I'm hung up on the Girl Scout cookie thing. Please. Who buys cookies? What dad buys cookies that his kids can't eat on purpose? You're looking at them. Because you know what will happen? If you, I get them the ones that everyone likes, I'll open it up. I'll have one cookie. I'll turn around. Boom. Nothing but skeleton bones. Well, why don't you buy buy your peanut butter ones? That way you always got your... And then get them a little something. Why? Get a job. Oh, get a job. Get a job. You guys eat all my other stuff. My ice cream sandwiches, boom. Kids eat them. Ice cream, boom. Kids eat them. Well, get some control in that house. Milk, boom. Kids drink it. They get everything. Get some control up in that house. There's nothing wrong with having just a little bit of something for me on the side. I know what I'm saying. Get them something, too. I buy everything for them. Everything. These kids bring nothing Except to cookies. the table. Nothing to the table other than just carpet stains. Well, they're eight and complaining. Like nine and six. If so. you say so. Yeah, there, there might it might be a while before they can start financially contributing to the house. Tell me, tell me about it, man. I, I got my eye on the clock. I'm pretty sure when I was nine, I had a side job. I, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to allow my kids to ever leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference here. I don't want them to ever. Leave. I don't want them to leave us alone. I want them to live with us forever. Well, as we just heard, why would they? You have a arts and crafts seminar for them at oh, every a, moment. It's a busy schedule in my house, man. Me. Spread your wings. Go find your own legs. Right. Go do something. Right. And then they end up on a screen watching YouTube. And then they then there's mom just over there just dropping everything. <laughs> Can you not spill one day? But you know what? I just think it's pretty neat so, that I've never spilled anything in my life. Right. I'm pretty sure you haven't. And then so will you go buy yourself more Girl Scout cookies now to replace the ones that got glass in them and then still leave your entire family high and dry? No, because it scratched an itch for me. You okay. know, like I'm very, when the Girl Scout cookies is that season, I'm all in. I'll yeah. get some. But then once I have it, I'm very up and down with treats. I saw, dude, I saw them selling Girl Scout cookies at the Mall of America, like in a kiosk. I'm hmm. like, does, I wonder if everybody gets a shot or if like one parent was like, hey, we're renting a kiosk at the Mall of America. We're moving all your stash in one day. That's smart. That was smart. I don't know how much it costs to rent a kiosk there, but. In Nallington Mall, I can't imagine it's that expensive. Probably not. They it's, want business. It was right? just a little thing, just a little cart in the middle of the in that Girl Scout. I like that's genius. I tell you what, if we were smart, you'd pop up like when we're going to like Vegas, pop up like on Fremont Street, and boom, Girl Scout cookie. Pop up and get it going. Right. That's thinking outside the box. All right, leaders of tomorrow. You got some good ideas. Would you? We do some history. Come on.
I didn't know it was this recent that this happened. It was on this day in 1951. The 22nd Amendment of the United States Constitution was ratified, limiting president to two terms. No. Yeah. So I'm guessing it was before then it was just like accepted. Because what was it? It was FDR who went more than two during World War II. Right. We as a country are like, look, we got to get this wrapped up. Got to keep the same guy in place. Right. You're in charge. But George Washington, they said, why don't you go for a third? He said, no, it needs to be two. I, I assumed it was the rule then. But I guess it was probably one of those, it's a rule, not a rule. I've always thought that being a politician should be so difficult that you don't ever want a second term that you don't want to stay a politician forever like it just wears you out and we're not a political show no not at all i'm not saying this on either side of the aisle i'm just saying like i've always thought being president should be so hard that you don't want a second term well how about any of these like the career politicians sorry that's not a career job right it shouldn't be no it should not it should be people that actually went and did something learn how to be successful okay now tell us how to do that for the rest of the country yeah Thanks. Appreciate it. Now get the hell out. There should be term limits on everything. And that's all the more political we're going to get. That's That's it. it. Because no one cares about our stupid opinions anyway. And Uh, they're stupid, all right. Oh, they're dumb. In this day in 1992. When you have to uh, make a putt, you make a putt. You have to hit this shot, you hit the shot. You just sort of like drop into another zone and uh, you block out everything. That's really helped me. Tiger Woods, at the age of 16, becomes the youngest PGA golfer in 35 years. Yeah, and uh, he did okay for himself. He did all right, yeah. I'm still waiting to see if he makes it, but yeah, that's incredible. Did you see that video? I think it was last weekend, where there was like this little kid... So Tiger is known for being, like, when he's on the golf course, like, he's locked in. Right. And this little kid had a sign that said, beat cancer, had a check mark. It says, yeah. come to this tournament, you know, check mark, meet Tiger Woods. And it had an open box. Right. And Tiger Woods, like, warming up, and his caddy says something to him. And then Tiger kind of looked over and walked over and met the kid and gave the kid something. Oh, that's cool. It, that's huge. And, like, you couldn't blame him, like, if he was, like, locked in and getting ready. Right. Because, you know, like, people try to get autographs of guys when they're going out and getting ready. Look, yeah. They got to get into a certain mindset. Right, exactly. But to do that, I thought was very cool. That's really neat. I didn't see that. Yeah, it's I'll, pretty neat. I saw the whole tampon thing that everybody was making a big deal about, which to me was kind of funny. Yeah. Like, I, that's something you and I would do to each other, you know right. what I mean? <laughs> Just, you know, have a little fun that's, in your life. That's what guys do. Sorry about that. Uh, on this day in 2003, kind of a sad note. It's such a good feeling to know that we're lifelong friends. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood uh, host, Fred Rogers, died at the age of 74. Oh, man. We could have used him around a little bit longer. Dude, I'm telling you, look to all the world's problems. They all started when we lost Mr. Rogers. That's a rough one right That there. is a rough one. Uh, and then uh, we'll do a few birthdays real quick. And, dude, I'm telling Come on, you. pick I, me up after giving me Mr. I, Rogers. I can't. I'm scraping literally the bottom of the barrel for birthdays here today. Celebrating a birthday today. Jersey Star Show. Our Jersey Shore Star. Jennifer Farley, a.k.a. J-Wow. Okay. I, I, it's that girl, J-Wow. I don't man. even know who that is. I don't know which one it is. I know it's not Snooki because I always thought Snooki was cute. Well, I don't... I always thought she was cute. I, I knew she was kind of a wild one. Probably had a bit of a drinking problem. I knew she was the short one, and then every one of the guys is a knob. Yeah. Uh, so I have no idea. 40? Uh, you're actually fairly close. Not close enough. Seriously? I was being... <laughs> She's How thir- old were they on that show? Uh, what was that? 15 years ago, maybe? 
Okay. When the Jersey Shore was really popular 15, 16 years ago. So they but, weren't like 19 on that show? But they were in their early 20s. They had to be old enough to go out and drink. So they were, I mean, Did they? take 15 away from 38, you got yourself 23, I believe. Okay. So she was like in her early 20s. What, what were you doing in your early 20s? You act like you had it all together. No, I didn't. But I, at least I knew I was a loser. I wasn't going on TV telling everyone I knew I was a loser. Look, to get what they made, to get, at 23, if I could have been on that show, cash and fat checks. Right. But do you think any of them have squirreled it away into a Roth IRA? No, probably not. <laughs> I think well, I got spent on hairspray and we cheap but, tequila. But that's their fault. They should have parlayed it into something else. Like, one of them became a DJ. I forget which one. Solid. <laughs> I think you can get them for your wedding for about 100 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> the rest are doing book signings. Like, you didn't write this book. I know Snooky wrote a book, but it was, like, colored. Yeah. <laughs> Coloring pages. <laughs> All right. And then finally, also celebrating a birthday today, I can use this again. Chelsea Clinton, it's her birthday. Oh, I no, I wish you forty. Ah, you're close, not close enough to get the uh, ding. No, mm. Chelsea Clinton mm. is the ripe old age of forty three today. Okay, so I, dude, that's all I could get, man. I I looked for birthdays, and those are the only two I even thought that people might recognize. That was a, someone just texted Tracy. Texted, I think this is a myth that. Uh, Mr. Rogers had to wear long sleeves because yeah. he had so many tattoos on That's his That's been own. proven to be a myth, yeah. That was a myth, right? Because yeah. he was also like a sniper or something. I right. think all that was a myth. Also a myth, yeah. Cool story, but but a, but a lie. We don't we, we don't got to dress up Mr. Rogers. No. It would be cool, but yeah, no, he didn't have any of that stuff. No.